Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome to the Something to Bless podcast. I am Barbara Gian at barbaragian.com. How are you guys? I hope that you are doing amazing. I'm doing good. I am going through some personal struggles right now, but I'm finding gratitude in the midst of this, actually, and putting into practice what I've been learning over the last few years and um, especially during the last several months. And that is one of the biggest things that stands out to me right now is Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. And I'm seeing that to be so powerful and true in how your reality is. No matter what you're going through, no matter what is happening around you, it really all lies in your response to the situation or the circumstances or whatever it is. But I also have some really great things that are happening as well. So let me tell you about that. So I just got back a couple days ago. What day is it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, a couple of days ago, my daughter, my firstborn, got engaged. And she's been waiting and she's been she's been itching, right? She's been with her boyfriend, Kyle, for four years. I believe it's four years. They celebrate anniversaries, but I do not unless they're married. Then I'll start celebrating with them. But I think it was just their four-year together anniversary. Um, it was in Carmel um, on the beach. It was a big, it was fun. It was his whole family was there. Well, one side of his family was there, which is a big family. This this guy comes from a huge family and they were there already pre-planned and he decided to just kind of weave that into the mix. So we made the drive out there and it was just so fun and so beautiful. And we're just so happy to see her, you know, be filled with excitement and joy. And she's already got all the details planned out. This girl was planning out all the last and final details of her wedding from who knows. But so that is in the works now and very excited for her. Also, I got my coaching certification complete. So I think I joined the program to get licensed as a life coach in August. And my goal was always January, February. So, yep, it is February and I am officially certificated as a life coach. So this is a second career. It's a big, big deal. Uh, it's right where I, I believe with all my heart that God has me and I can't wait to get started. So I will have something probably in the next week or two for clients to sign up or talk to me more about what I'm offering specifically. I'm, I'm working on something that is going to be amazing and life-changing and I, I'm just so excited about it. Oh, there's also one other update. Um, Mia is in Miami again, this girl. So she's she's uh, really looking to move to Miami or at least somewhere near to Miami. So anybody in, in that area, holla because she has been looking and looking and looking with no luck for a safe, comfortable place to live so she can move there ASAP. So yes, so she's over there and she actually last week she uh, dog sat for a coworker of hers, very sad story. Her coworker 
his mom was sick in the hospital, uh, had some liver issues. And the day after, I believe, the friend arrived, the mom ended up passing away. Totally unexpected as far as I'm aware. And so Mia had was, you know, going over to the house to feed the dog and take the dog out. But once she learned that, she decided it would be best to bring the dog here. And although the whole situation is so sad and so awful, I couldn't help but just die at Mia because she was like a teen mom. She was having the hardest time with her sleeping patterns because Mia is not a morning person. This dog was yapping and barking at six in the morning and Mia was, Mia had lost herself for a week. She was looking toe up from the flow up. She had no sense of anything going on. She was so out of whack. I was like, yeah, you would not make a good mom, especially a teen mom. She's still 19. So that's that. All right. Well, so we're talking today about um, generational patterns. And you might know this also as generational curses. So I don't know. The word curses seems a little witchy, although it is in the Bible. So it's not witchy. It just has a different connotation for me. So I'm going to use patterns, but I will use curses um, maybe a little bit in here as well, just to refer to a couple of things. But I want you to listen to this. So every person, each and every one of us comes from somewhere. We come from some part of a family unit and structure and environment. And this could be a good or a bad thing, um, depending on what was going on, what who was around, what was happening. We have things that are passed down from every generation, and this includes a whole list of things. So I'm going to list quite a few here for us to think about. So things such as disease and sickness, sinful behaviors, lust, adultery, divorce, drug and alcohol addiction, financial scarcity, deceit and fraudulent behaviors, violence, disrespectful behaviors, and on and on and on and on. We all have different experiences, of course, but if we pay attention to the things that are going on in our life now as adults, as husbands and wives and parents and human beings, we should have some awareness if any of what is happening in our life is something that may have been before us and passed down to us. And just being aware, as with anything else, is key. So these patterns and behaviors show up in so many different ways. And I guess I would say the number one thing and the number one most powerful thing that we have to do to break these is to pray. And we need to pray to God to reveal what these things are specifically so that he can bring them to light and we can then deal with them. Through prayer, we can break the patterns. We can win the battle. We can be set free and we can rewrite the entire story in our families and our children's lives. And we can change the narrative, which is so exciting to me. So let me share my story. Um, I, I think I've said this before that you know, we're all born with our unique nature about us. But from an early, early age, I was always very strong-willed, determined, driven. This is just who I am. And I can't yet understand why that is, but it is. Uh, For example, 
um, I'm the first and I believe only one in my family and I have 10 siblings to graduate high school. I know a few of my siblings have gotten their GED, which, uh, you know, shows completion of, of high school, but I believe I'm the only one to graduate high school. I'm the only one to graduate college. I don't know what grade my parents stopped going to school, but I know that they were young. They didn't finish high school. So there's a pattern right there, right? I mean, if you think about that, that's a lot of, a lot of kids to not graduate high school. There's a reason for that. I've always had a strong moral conviction as well. And I don't know where that comes from either because I wasn't always a Christian. Now my principles are largely based upon my, my faith and my belief in God's word. But I've always been very morally convicted. I remember even in high school when I had you know a lot of friends using drugs. I never did. I've never touched a drug in my life. Actually, one time I'll tell you this story is so funny, so embarrassing. So I never, I always hated drugs. And I think it was because of seeing kind of um, the impact that drugs had in my family's life. You know, there was a, that physical abuse and I don't know, I just always hated drugs. I was so turned off and put off by them. And so if I was ever in an environment at a party or whatever, and there was just a few times where I saw it or I was aware of it, I'd I get pissed and I would leave. I wouldn't have anything to do with it. And my friends were all doing them most for the most part, but I stayed away. Um, and so I've just always had that conviction about me and Oh, the, the story. Okay. So one time this was when I was, I don't know, staying with my grandma or I was just at my grandma's house. I walked up the street with a friend and oh, there's a a liquor store in the corner, forget what we were going for. But we walked to the corner liquor store and there were two guys there smoking weed. So I thought, and I, I tried weed a few times. It was not my favorite thing. Um, but I, but I big dummy, they offered me some and I took it, took a puff or whatever. And 10 minutes later, your girl was acting like Chris Tucker on the movie Friday. Oh my God. And I was talking to this one guy at the time and he came to pick me and my friend up and I was wigging out. Needless to say, he never called me again. So bad. So there was something in that. It wasn't just weed. So I could say I've never intentionally done any drugs, but I know there was something in that stuff that one time. Um, what else? Um, okay. So in my family, alcohol always a center focus. It's always been present at every gathering. And it's almost a given with my family. There is going to be alcohol, at least all growing up. We don't get together like we used to. Um, but when we did, that was just a key feature of our gatherings. Uh, drug abuse, of course, most people don't do drugs in public, right? But I know I know that there is um, strong addiction, drug addiction in my family. Um, and there's a lot of signs of that. And it still to this day continues. Um, poverty. We, you know, we grew up without a lot. My mom was on welfare. Uh, we, we depended on government assistance. We didn't have a lot. And that created financial lack with mindset and just beliefs and behaviors. Um what else? 
I don't know. Uh, there's more. Um, but you can look at your you can look at your life and you can look at your family and you can and you can notice what things have repeated themselves, what things continue to show up in your family bloodline over and over again. And if we go back to that list, again, even things like illness and disease, are those habits of food choices, exercise? And I'm, I, have to do a, I have to do a show soon on thought because everything originates and starts in our thoughts, with our thoughts and our beliefs. They translate into our behaviors and into our life's results and realities. So it's just so important to start thinking. And the important thing to know for all of us is that we have the power within us to break any and every pattern and behavior that isn't serving us or working well for us, right? The commitment to pray about it will change everything. Just bringing it before God will change the whole story. We can all be set free, completely free, and break forever break these unhealthy patterns that again, do not serve or give life. I I don't know about you. I want life, not just for me, but for my kids and for anybody around me in my presence. And prayer is the answer for that. So I like to think of this as breaking generational curses or generational patterns, and instead turning those into generational blessings. Like I've said, I, okay, I've graduated. Oh, this is what I forgot to mention earlier about graduating school and kind of changing that whole pattern. So my firstborn graduated college. Uh, you know, I was determined, my husband and I were both determined to see her go to college and graduate and be successful. And my thoughts and beliefs around that have changed. And so for Mia, she won't have anything to do with college. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm better than okay with that. Because learning does not come in just the form of college or formal education. I really, I know that now, knowing how much I've invested in school after school. So all my um, coaching programs and um, just all these classes and courses that I invest in and learn from and grow from and use specifically for what I want to do in life, I know that I know the value in those things. And so for Mia, um, she's changing the narrative, but it's not a bad thing. You know, she will not go to college and maybe her future kids will or won't. I don't know, but they will learn. They will learn in the way that's best for them. Cruz is too young to know. We'll see what happens with that guy, but he's already got an, the spirit of an entrepreneur. And I was, it's interesting. And in a course I'm taking right now, I've, I've, um, we're learning about, again, how our childhood impacts our adulthood. And one of the things that came up were, were there were like seven signs of uh, entrepreneurial. Let me see if I have it right here. Okay, yes, here it is. So for successful entrepreneurs, these are seven things they had in common. Very interesting. Number one, an indulgent and doting parent. So somebody who gives a lot of praise and encouragement. Number two, self-employed parents. They set the example. I know that my father-in-law was has been self-employed for many, many years. And so that rubbed off on my husband and maybe our son. Number three, um, there's extensive travel. So I have only began traveling a little bit. I'm 
pretty pathetic with that. I never traveled until the last few years, but even then it's not too much. But when we travel, we have to adapt to our environments, right? We get to meet people from different places. We get to be exposed to different ways of living and culture and life and the unknown. And so extensive travel definitely plays a key role in somebody being able to be successful as an entrepreneur. Number four, uh, being exposed to a death um, early in life. Number five, what is, I'm, I'm just thinking, a death in the family early in life. I guess, again, that would be just adapting, right? And learning how to come, come back up from a loss. Um, number five, having a fantasy hero or, don't have my glasses on, what does it say? Oh, fantasy hero or mentor. So somebody who could empower you, right? Probably lift you and uh, help you to visualize yourself in a more powerful view, maybe. Just kind of elaborating on my own on the spot right here. Uh, Number six, a permissive family. Um, So I think that when you have a permissive family, they allow you to, they allow you freedom. They allow you space. They allow you the opportunities to fail, to explore, to take risks and learn things for yourself, right? And then number seven, typically the firstborn. Hmm. All right. So I have just a couple of these. So I would say I have, um, I had um, exposure to death early in life. Uh, What else? Uh, Permissive family for sure. We didn't have any rules. It was a free for all. Um, and I guess that's it. Jeez, that's it. All right, poor me. Well, I think Cruz's um, outcome will be a lot different. I think I see him as a future entrepreneur based on based on that alone. All right, I think I've said all I wanted to say. Um, as with every episode after it ends, I'm like, darn it, I should have said this or that or whatever. But I do my best. I do want to leave you with two verses on generational curses, patterns, whatever you want to call it. The first one comes from Exodus 20, verse five through six. And it says, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. And, you know, with all my heart, I know God is a loving and just and fair God. So he doesn't just punish future generations for the sins of their parents. Um, I think that the longer we stay asleep and closed off to our sins, then how can we, how can we possibly experience his full blessing? If we stay in that, we have a choice and we have to make a choice. The second one comes from second Corinthians five, verse 17. And it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. It is never too late to find yourself in God's grace and to just change things up. Live a better life. Live the life that God intended for you and wants to fully bless you in and with. And that's it, guys. So um, until next time, be sure to rate and review the show and be a blessing and be blessed.